hey, 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 top of the morning to you. We're here in the house, and welcome to the Auspicious Wellness Optimal Wellness Podcast. Come on in, have a virtual seat at the table. It's time for our Monday morning drive time show, and you know what it is, broadcasting live and in studio. We don't do ordinary, but we sure in the heck endeavor to bring you an extraordinary experience. This is the Auspicious Wellness Experience. My name is Debbie Smith-Torrance, your host, and I'm a life and health coach, a manufacturer in cannabinoid molecules, for short, we know, CBD, and an IT developer. And a wife, we are broadcasting live in studio on the Apple Podcast platform, the Spotify platform, the Google platform, the Stitcher platform, the iHeartRadio platform, Pandora platform, the Alexa platform. Just tell Alexa to turn us on. I want to hear Debbie Smith Torrance or I want to hear Auspicious Wellness podcast. Also, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Deezer, Listen Note, Podbean, Overcast, Pocketcast, Castro, and Castbox. And it might be a lot more we don't know about. We're finding out little by little we're getting picked up everywhere. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It's time to dig in, dive in, and drill down. As always, we want to be true to you. Our episode today is coaching on being in love and staying in love with your special someone. This is for the intended lifelong partner. This is not for you if you're just out sowing your wild oats or maybe, just maybe, It may be for you, and it's just time for you to get real about life. How about that? This is something I want to share with you this morning. This has become part of something that's been a staple for me. I was thinking about this. This has been over 10 years, and this has never left me. Um, When I'm coaching on love, this this is something that's never left me. I've had this in my mind for 10 years, and I always tell people this when we talk about love. Um, And so this is something I've incorporated since becoming a life coach. And I really want you to really listen to this. And we're going to talk about love today almost as if in the third person at some points in the show. And this is one of those times. Listen to this. Love has a love and a life of its own and an understanding of its own that is not always discoverable even by you. You are just the two, you are only two players in the game that love happened to pick. Therefore, it takes a moment to truly understand that you actually fell in love or you are in love with someone. Can you take a moment and process this one? Because it's deep, but then again, it's Monday morning, and that's when we get deep on Mondays. So love really does have a life of its own. Sometimes you want to put love down and love won't put you down. <laughs> Sometimes you want to throw love out the window, but it comes creeping back in like Monday morning blues. Until you decide to do love right, love will do you right. You do love wrong, love will do you wrong. <laughs> you better think about that. <laughs> that's something that's true and dear to me, and I coined it by myself. Because I really think that way about love, and it is love. And love is precious, and love is something that we all endeavor to have in our lives, but... Some people really don't understand the true meaning of love, but hopefully today I may have said some things to 
enlighten you, help you, or even keep it at the top of your mind when you're dealing with your partner, someone you really love. Love is a closeness with two people. It is a closeness with each other, with each other actually. And it's much more deeper than simple affection between two people. This type of love is called being in love. Okay, it's much, much more meaningful than just simple attraction, desire, or friendship. Love, when shared mutually, is a beautiful expression of respect, the bond of trust, a beautiful form of honesty, sown in its most beautiful form, integrity weaved and motivated by truth, intimacy in the deepest level of bliss and emotional freedom, a natural bond which is effortless, and in its purest form, leading to an unbreakable partnership. With all of this, we experience growth as human beings in our deepest level of humility. And that's something that, you know, I wrote when I was thinking about my husband. And I was, you know, really, really thinking about him. We took a trip this weekend, and we came back. We just took a little road trip just to get away. We just needed to get out of the house. And we stayed safe within our trip. And we weren't around other people. We just needed to kind of get away and just kind of take some time for us and get into us and get into and get away from the hustle and bustle of being in COVID-19, you know, that we're in a pandemic. But it still doesn't mean that, you know, you don't take time out to love each other. This is a time when you pull close or this might even be a time when you really discover who you really love or it may even be a time where you fall in love to with someone that you have been in love with and you really actually realize, I'm in love with this person. If I'm going to go through this at any time in my life with anyone, would it be you? Or this might be time for you to reflect on that. You know what I'm saying? Because tomorrow's not promised, and you need to really, really focus and bring things to the center at this time in our lives because this is a serious time in our human race of what we're dealing with globally. And so one thing we do know, love should not be separate but mutual if you define the love as being in love with the mate. And that's real serious, too. You know, it really is. One huge point that we always have to remember, you cannot do the work by yourself. It takes two, and the relationship should be equally yoked. It really should be. The relationship must personify the two parties involved. It must be the two of you because it can't be about you him him you and somebody else that just doesn't work it's not love was not meant to be that way right love <laughs> love will tell you every relationship has its ups and downs and it also has our rocky points but it's up to you to do the work you get you get out of it what you put into it and that's exactly what you can expect i'm only going to get out of love what i put into love and that's what we need to think about. Case in point, once the newness wears off, how do you keep the relationship going? How do you continue with growth? How do we keep the relationship healthy? And it's not always easy, but if you do the work, it can. if the two of you mutually do the work mutually, it can be healthy, it can be beautiful, and it can be everlasting. Let's look at some aspects we should be looked at mutually to define a committed relationship. How do you get there? What helps us get there? You don't wake up one day and say, okay, I want you for my lifelong partner, and you haven't even created anything between the two of you 
But at this point, you're just—it's just attraction. It's just a mutual attraction, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes you you can get a stalker. <laughs> so you just have to be careful how you talk about love and how you bring love in and how you say the word "I love you." And isn't that right, love? Yes, love. <laughs> so let's look at these aspects. So once we figure out, okay, this is a person I want to grow with. I'm in love with this person. These are some important factors to take into consideration for growth. If you want growth in the relationship, okay? What are the goals of the relationship? Why are we in a relationship? Once we get past all of the attraction, once we get past all of the newness, these are some things for you to really, really sit down and drill down on. One thing is like, what do we, first of all, you need to establish some things within the borders of the love of the relationship. So one thing would be the goals. And then once you establish your goals, sometimes when we get in a relationship, we forget about everything and everybody but the two of us. <laughs> and then we keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And then one day we wake up and feel like, who am I? Okay. But if you fall in love and find that special person and you bring love into the relationship, you still are free to be who you were or who you are. And if you're free to be yourself, are you free to be yourself without bringing anger or feeling slighted? Have you left that space to say, okay, I want to have my time with you. I want to have some time without you. And most definitely, let's build trust, but let's keep our relationship healthy. And so let's, let's make sure we keep it into the healthy perimeters of being able to grow of who we are or without feeling like if I do this, this person's going to be mad at me. If I do that, and these are natural things that, that you should be able to do. If I go to the gym, will they be mad at me? If I go talk to my friend, will they be mad at me? Okay? And so you still have to be free to be who you were so you can continue to grow and have other healthy relationships but not, not cheating relationships like relationships with friends, relationships with family, those type of relationships. It just can't be just you and one person throughout the whole life. you got going to end up hating each other if that's what you do, if you corner each other that way. Are you free to follow your own interests? Is you, you have to continue to grow in the relationship, and you have to let love continue to grow. So you're going to have some interests, and some of those interests might become shared interests in establishing what interests you both mutually and separately. So you, you have shared interests mutually and separately. Some things you and the two of you might love doing together, and some things might just only be for that other person. And that's what sparks their interest, and that's what gives them some downtime to, you know, release, to, you know, like I like to, when I want to do something, I like to go in the garden and I like to plant things or I like to do some stuff with my flowers now moving into gardening um, for food. And so those are the things that, you know, give me a release. That's one of the, the things that really give me a release, and I can be in the garden for hours but it, or working in the yard, but it gives me a release um, when I do go out there because I work so hard that I just want to get back to, to, you know, something simple in life, not something complicated. And walking out in your backyard for me and, and working out there in the soil and digging in and looking at the beauty of God's earth is something that's rich, but it's simple. It's something simple to do, but it's a rich experience for me. And also, does what your interests mutually and separately 
does this leave the both of you securing yourselves and the relationship without sacrificing yourself to be in a committed relationship? So cause sometimes when we get in relationships, we get into being controlled. Like, in control relationships are not healthy relationships. You don't want that. You don't want to be in a relationship where everything has to be controlled, and then you become robotic in what this person wants, but then one day you don't really know who you are, and then there's anger that builds up because you're not free to be who you really are. Is there excitement and interest created by bringing your separate and unique personalities to the relationship? other words, is this person a yin to your yang? And if that person is, well, you know, you got to get in and do the work. You want to make sure that they are comfortable in the relationship. You want to make sure they're protected in the relationship. You want to make sure there's continued growth in the relationship. And then you got to ask yourself, what does quality, this is something I want you to ask yourself by yourself. What does quality time together look like and feel like for me when I'm with this person? What does quality time look like and feel like for me personally when I'm by myself and then come back to the person I love? What does quality time really look like? Do you leave and say, you know what, I really missed you today. You know what, I missed the time spent today. You know, and that could be something that we all need to hear. I missed you. Just a simple I missed you. And it's a beautiful thing when your mate says, I missed you. Then there's another side to this. What is too much time together? Are you too clingy? Are you losing sight of yourself? Or are you even forcing your mate to lose sight of their self to get what you want in a very, very selfish way? Are you doing that? Are you expecting too much from the person that you're with, as in making them responsible solely for your happiness? And that's a, that's a dangerous road to go down when you make this person soulfully responsible for your happiness. That's another way of control. That's another way of creating clinginess. And there's definitely something wrong with that picture. You are responsible for your own happiness first. You have to learn how to be happy and what makes you happy and understand what makes you you before you get into a relationship together. Then, after you know you've done that and you're on solid ground, then you can be healthy to be in a relationship to define happiness together. That's one thing that's very important for you to come to the table knowing fully who you are within your own self, within self, knowing who you are and what you are. Sometimes you might be lost in the love aspect, but that doesn't mean you don't have a sense of direction of what makes you happy, what you like to do, having some hobbies, you know, establishing who you are. And then that person can really love you for who you are. What do you bring to the relationship is what you can expect to get out of the relationship. And so you go into a relationship knowing I want to go into a relationship being my best self and I'm working on self and it doesn't take another person to, to make me responsible for working on self. I've been working on self before I knew you. So we'll talk about self today in the third party, right, self? <laughs> and are you compatible and have some common interests, or is it about attraction and nothing else? Will this wear out over time? Absolutely. 
But ask yourself, why would you settle for attraction and discover there's nothing more and there's no substance? There's nothing there. You get out of bed, he gets out the bed, and I'll see you later, bye. And you go back to your life, he goes back to his life, or she goes back to her life, and you go back to your life. And can you say you actually really have anything in common at all except for the bed or going out for a drink or, you know, do you, what do you have in common? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you're supposed to have this right off the bat, but you shouldn't be jumping into bed with somebody as soon as you meet them either. You want to take some time. You want to preserve your body. You want to preserve your love life. You want to preserve the feeling of love. You want to preserve. You want to take time to really get to know a person before you start sharing body fluids, what I'm trying to say. You want to find out if it's safe. If this is, you know, I don't want to just be throwing my love around and then one day my my love tank is all empty and there's nothing in it. Well, you don't want to do that. So then do it right. And so once you get to this point and you, you know, really found that, you know, you got into someone that you really, really, really are serious about and, you know, the N-word is kind of popping up in your head here and there. And you kind of look at, you know, what would that step be like? What is the future outlook on marriage when it's time, when the time is right? Not just running around, well, I got to find a husband or I got to find a wife. Well, you don't know what you're going to find if you don't take the time to find the right person. Or guess what? Whenever God decides to put the right person in your life, you know, I am a spiritual person too. So when God decides to put the right person in your life. And I'm going to tell you my story because Lord knows I was running from my soulmate. I mean, running from him. <laughs> so I'm going to share it with you too. It's really funny, um, but it's a true story. And so um, getting back to those pillars, what does financial security look like for the both of, both of you together? So this is about the pillars of love. What does it look like for the both of you? Okay. Can we experience growth? And everything that we're doing can growth encompass us as people, and we come out come out much better than when we went in. Okay, everything doesn't come ready, set, let's go. Okay, can we grow our credit together? I hate to hear people say, "Oh well, you know, I'm looking for someone, and they better have a 700 credit score." You know, I've heard these conversations before. Um, with with women, with some people I even know. I'm going to tell you a story about um, uh, someone, a friend of mine's that she's alone to this day <laughs> because of her belief system of what she wanted. She wanted the guy with the briefcase, the suits, the BMW. That's what she wanted. Oh, he has to have a BMW. He has to have this. He has to have that. I said to myself, okay. So what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> what are you going to bring? If you find someone that has all of this, what are you going to bring to the table? Are you, You're not there yet. You know it and I know it. You're not there yet. So none of us were there at that time. We weren't there yet. We were way too young to be there. But then I thought about it. Well, what are you bringing to the table? If that's what this person, this make-believe person that has to come in on the white horse and save you because that's what you're expecting. You're expecting someone to come in and save you based on your looks. Well, looks don't, don't get you everything, and they do fade. And why does a person have to have a bucket list on love to get a mate? Don't you think that it should be the other way around, that you can grow together? Okay, so now, since you need to have a bucket list on love, 
you got to ask yourself, if this person comes to the table and they have a bucket list on love, in terms of what I'm doing, can I bring self-sufficiency and self-efficiency to the table? Can you bring it to the table if this person has to have all this? I didn't say go lay down and be a fool for anyone. I never said that. In this day and time, we should all be working on our credit. We should all be working on establishing ourselves. We should all be working on being the best us that we can be. So it shouldn't be, well, in order for me to talk to someone, they got to have this and have that. Well, you better go look in the mirror and make sure you have this and that before you get to asking for this and that. Okay? And so that's what is most important. And another thing that you should look at, what's wrong with establishing something together? What's wrong with growing together? Because I can tell you, me and my husband, we didn't have two beans or two pennies to rub together when we got together. And we had to establish and grow together. And that is exactly what we did. We grew together. Can you honestly say you want the best for your mate? Some people, when and then when you play that card about that bucket list on love and you don't have anything to bring to the table or say for instance that you are successful okay and or you want this person to be so successful we're talking about success now and if they are interested in you and say for instance this person fails or has a slip up in life and they come home and say um, you know what? I lost my job today, and I only have I got some savings, but you know I know I'll find another job before my savings runs out. Okay, so you haven't established yourself, so you can't bring anything to the table. Okay, but at the same time, if this person should fall, can you honestly say you still would have their best interests at heart and you would still be there with them, or are you just there for the ride? And then if you are, what kind of person are you? What kind of person are you if you're just there? And if you are there for the ride, what's going to happen to you? You're just going to move on to another victim. That's what happens. And that's what no one wants to be treated like that. So when you see a pretty thing, it's not always go. okay? Pretty things can fade, okay? But the one that you should have kept always shines like a piece of gold. They have longevity for love and relationship. So you make sure you think about what you're taking in, throwing out, picking up when you start talking about love. That's the best and one of the best things that you can do. And also, on the flip side, say, for instance, that you do get with someone and they fill up everything on your bucket list. And you haven't established yourself. Okay? And so when this person gets to controlling you, then you start to get mad because you know, it comes at a cost, okay? You and that bucket list now just sold yourself, and it came at a cost to you, and that's your emotional well-being because guess what? You didn't bring self-sufficiency to the table. You weren't efficient with your own self. You didn't establish what you needed financially for you yourself in terms of when I meet the right person, I want to be able to bring something to the table. And I want to be looked at as a viable good mate. And so that way, when you become equally yoked, you have something established. Or even if you don't, 
you can start to say, you know what, this person right here makes me want to get it right. Let's go get it right. And that's what happened between my husband and myself. We made each other get it right because we loved each other enough to do that. So we didn't have to worry about, is this person with me for what I have? Because <laughs> we didn't have anything. So they sure in the heck weren't. They were there because they wanted to be. They wanted to be. Okay? So then you have to have, uh, you know, a social life. You have to be able to, you know, go outside together, do some things together. Okay? You cannot marginalize your relationship. And if you put up barriers, you will not experience growth. So if you, you know, start throwing know blockades all around the relationship no we can't do this no we can't go that way I don't want to go over here I, no 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 we can't go here you know leave this person with a space and place to say you know what sweetheart I don't want to go but you go ahead and you go and you have a great time and I love you and I'll see you when you get back I'm just going to be here doing blah 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 or to say or if it's something it should work both ways mutually you should have the option of saying no and feel comfortable with this person going and see this person when they get back because they're going to be the same when they get back. You've built that trust. You're going to be the same when they get back because guess what? If it's not so, it's going to come to the light anyway, and then you're going to understand what you need to do with that. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And that's one of the th- Those are some key ingredients that are really important in establishing the relationships. And these goals regarding... You should have goals, you know, when you really know that this is your person that you're going to be with. You have to start planning. This is what we're going to do. I didn't say start planning right away, but, (laughs) you know, have some conversations around what the future should look like. What does emotional intimacy look like between the two of you? And not only what does it look like, well, I should say, what does it feel like? Is the intimacy there, okay? Just is the time together well spent? And what are our pursuits of interest that's going to help this relationship grow? Do we, is marriage on the table? Do we want children? You know, what establishes a social life for us? You know, is a home in the picture? Do we need to, we, let's get to work on home, financial security. Let's put our assets together and look at what we have together. And let's, let's look at everything that we have together and what we can put together and what we can build further, not just just getting in a relationship and just being in a relationship because then you want to experience growth in the, in, in the relationship and you want to experience growth in the companionship of the relationship. Okay. And so, and then can you say that, you know, some of the key, you, can you really, really say to yourself, I want the best for this person because I know this person wants the best for me. My problems are your problems and your problems are my problems. When problems come up between the two of you, is there a solution? Like if you if you have a disagreement between this person, is it a solution? Can you come up with a solution? And is it, and is the solution beneficial for the both of you mutually, or is it just you're just giving in to make this person happy, and then you keep giving in and keep giving in and keep giving in, and then one day you realize I'm truly not happy. So it must be something mutually beneficial for the both of you because you want this person to be emotionally healthy in a relationship so your relationship can be healthy and you can be healthy. You want all, you want love to be healthy, you want yourself to be healthy, and you want your loved one to be healthy so love can continue to stay healthy. Right, love? Love said, yeah, uh-huh. 
can you respect each other's point of view? Okay? There's always mutual respect. Sometimes you can disagree, and you can agree to disagree. And then sometimes you can laugh about it, but then you come back to it and you fix it. Okay? You fix it. Sometimes I'd be so mad at my husband, and an hour later, 20 minutes later, he'll rear his head around the corner and say, you still tripping, you still mad, and it's a look that I give him, and it's a look he'll give me back. And then we just both look at each other and start laughing and tell, you better leave me alone. <laughs> and really, seriously, leave me a, you better leave me alone actually means to him, you better not leave me alone. Or to me, no, I will not leave you alone. And that's what it means. And it's okay to give. It's okay for that person to say, okay, we both went in our corners. We've been in there for an hour. Let's come out of the corner. And it's time for us to check in on our relationship because we can't upset love. You know, we need to check in on the relationship and fix whatever it is or say it's okay for us to have a disagreement because that's healthy. Sometimes having disagreements in a relationship is, is healthy because it forces you to check in on the relationship. It forces you to do a relationship check, which you should do. Okay, you should always keep that relationship front and center. Always. Okay, take care of love, and love will take care of you. Right, love? <laughs> okay, and one really important thing is about trust. Security that comes from trusting your mate and knowing that you're both equally committed, fully committed in this relationship once the both of you are fully committed in a relationship, security becomes a second thought because you don't have to feel insecure. When you know both of you are in there doing the work, and if you're always feeling, if you know that this person is really in there loving me without a shadow of a doubt, you have to ask yourself, why am I always feeling so insecure? And if you're feeling insecure, find out why you're feeling insecure. And check the insecurity. You know, nobody wants to come home and as soon as they come in the house, you're checking their phone. You know, you, you, you know, some people even go look at the thermometer on the, you, I mean, the, um, the mileage on the car to see how far they drove, or getting on maps to see where the car is, where they are, doing all kind of old stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? Then you start building even feeling worse than you did before you started suspecting stuff. And the next thing you know, that becomes your way of life and how you interact with your mate. And then you don't know how you leave your mate feeling. And that's one thing you don't want to do is, is put your mate in a place, in a space where they just feel like they're in a cage and they just want to run away from you. And they're probably not even doing anything. You just make them just like, this person is a trip. And I don't even know how I'm, why I'm in this relationship. And you force them to run away from you, you know. So you ask yourself, can I create a vision that's going to be here for years to come. Can I create something between the two of us that's so beautiful that I know for a fact I feel like we're going to grow old together? And that's the common goal that love really wants. Love really wants to know if love gives itself to you, will you hold it most precious and will you make love stay around for a lifetime? Love wants to be around for a lifetime. Unless you hurt love, then love doesn't want to be there anymore. Right, love? That's what it is. And so let's look at 
um, the, the, one of the key ingredients of failing relationships are criticism, you know, criticizing that special someone and just taking, feeling like, you know, I'm in an argument and I want to take all your power away, so I want to say things to you that's going to hurt you. I'm going to be a contempt and contrite with how I fight and argue with you, okay? And then when I'm confronted with something, I want to be defensive, you know, because I know I'm lying, so I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to do all what it takes to, you know, deflect from what's really going on because, you know, we're going to start arguing about the fact that you're hollering at me instead of what's really going on. So I'm going to deflect instead of taking time to reflect on the relationship. And I'm going to avoid and resist because I know I've done wrong. So I don't want to give you a chance to be heard. I don't want to give you a space to be heard. If you're in that type of relationship, you better leave because you're not really in a relationship. You're in something that is about control. And then you have to ask yourself, does this person have my best interest at heart? And why do they feel like they need to be this way with me? when I'm not being that way with them. And then you get to a point where it becomes abusive because it becomes repetitive, and that becomes abusive. So then you have to really, either you stay in there and do the work, help this person to get past whatever it is they're dealing with, or you stay in there and deal with this and know this is what you can expect when something starts to feel uncomfortable, or this is the way I am. When I'm not talking about me, but this is the way you yourself are. When, you, when something arises and you don't feel comfortable and that's how you deal with it, then you have to ask yourself, what kind of person am I being to my mate? If I say I love them, this is not what I should be doing because love should not hurt. Sometimes it hurts, but it shouldn't hurt consistently. It shouldn't hurt all the time. Okay, So if you find that you're more unhappy in this relationship of love, then this is not the right love. And love will leave. It will really leave. And so that's something for you to think about. Tell them love, you'll leave, won't you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The key attributes of successful relationship, on the other hand, we're going to talk about what makes it successful. So some of the key attributes of a successful relationship consist of your ability to demonstrate these key characteristics. Praise, you know, Baby, you look so good today. Oh, my husband, he has this one cologne he puts on. And, you know, I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it. I'd be like, baby, you know, I know what he has on. I already know what he has on because I liked it. And, and I liked the cologne. And I bought the cologne after I, I never wanted him to run out. He was already wearing this cologne when I met him. And so that was one of the attractions for me. You know, I love cologne when it's really nice on a man and it's, it blends well with their body chemistry. And um, so, and I used to just get close to him just to smell him like, mm. <laughs> I used to get close just to smell him. And I still do. And he knows that I like that. So I asked him, you know, this is just something between the two of, two of us. And I'll be like, mm, baby, you smell so good. What do you have on? And he'll say, come for me. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to come for you. <laughs> and that's kind of. One of the ways that, you know, we really keep in check is just saying some things that keep us in check. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that it it doesn't cost you anything to pay your mate a compliment, to look at your mate with appreciation and say, you know what, you look so good. You look good today, baby. Ah, you look good. You know, and then also to be supportive. You know, if it's something that you want to do and they or they want to do, are you supportive? Are you supportive? 
if your man is out there working, go pick up a measuring tape and say, baby, what, what's this for? How do you do this? You know, learn what they're doing. Learn how to be next to each other. Because back in the old days, when you seen daddy out there working, a lot of times you saw mama right by daddy doing something, and daddy was teaching her, and she was learning. Or it could be the other way around. Mama's teaching him, and he's learning. Because in love, it's a lifelong process of growth, learning, giving, taking, pushing, pulling. You get there together when you have all of the right things in mind. You get there together. I don't care what nobody says. Keep them out your business. Keep them out. We'll talk about that later. Okay? And communicating. You can't go shut down. You know, if, if something comes up and that person, you know, you have a disagreement and that person gets pissed off and they want to get mad for two and three days, that's not healthy. Okay? Because they're hurting themselves and they're hurting you because it takes it takes a lot of work to be mad. Okay, so why would you throw life and time and energy and space out the window because you want to be mad? Go figure out how to get unmad, okay? Don't play around with vulnerability, okay? You want to be open and, ex and have full expression of what it's going to take to make this relationship work. And it needs to be a safe space and a safe place so when this person, when something does arise, that, that that person becomes your go-to person or you become their go-to person. I'm going to go home and tell my baby what happened today because I know even if they may not be able to do anything about it at that point, they can talk to me and, and talk me down and talk me through it. Can this person in your love life help talk you down from something, see the brighter side of something, see a different process, you know, just see a whole different thought that you didn't see and help you get through it. That's what being together is about. When this person can really, really just bring out the best in you. Help you see the best. Help you look at the best perspective. How do we put this in? How do I put this in perspective, baby? I was dealing with this thing and I'm so hurt about it. And if your man does cry, it's okay for a man to cry. Because a man is human. A man is human. And they're expressing they're the most vulnerable side of them when they cry, and men cry, and it's okay. You want to make your man know it's okay if something is happening with you. You're not going to be always have your chest stuck out. I'm going to help you keep it stuck out. I'm going to help you keep that chest lifted. Are you going to help your woman keep her chest lifted? Because guess what? No man wants a saggy breast, but neither does a woman want a saggy chest. So what do you do? You get up and you lift your mate up and you keep them up and you help them stay up. It's not always about you. And if that person can't lift you up and help you stay up, and I'm not talking about gravity. I'm talking about mentally and emotionally. They need to leave and walk out the door. Don't you think so? You better think about that. If your woman can't help you keep your chest lifted up and stay up, and keep it up mentally and emotionally, then you don't need that woman. If that man can't help you lift, lift your chest up, or we could say breasts, and keep it up, and keep you up in the air, and we're not talking about gravity, then you better get the running, because guess what? Once you get the sagging, and the more you sag, and the more that back goes down, your self-esteem goes away. Everything goes away. Everything about you that you knew to be about you is all gone, and you can't even figure out who you are anymore. You are robotic. 
And that's something for you to think about. You know, that's something for you to think about. Really, really, you know, just put this into perspective because it's all real and it's all true. What you want to ask yourself, how am I handling my relationship? You know, am I doing the best that I could do in my relationship? How do I handle uncomfortable situations? Am I willing to put in the work in a constructive manner that leaves both of us whole? And also, is it leaving room for growth? The most important thing that you can ask yourself, if the two of you can't agree on something, go sit down by yourself and ask yourself, is this growth and, and what I want for this from this person, is it more geared at growth or is it more geared at what I want? And I don't care and I want what I want by all means possible. Once you start asking yourself that, you're starting to work on you and you can become a better person and be better in the relationship of protecting and holding love for what love wants to be held for. And that's for growth and that's for love. That's to be something sacred between the two of you. And so you always want to ask yourself, am I growing? Let me go back and repeat this. One thing you cannot do in a relationship is be in love by yourself and expect the relationship to be healthy. It's just not going to work. It's impossible. You can't, and you can't be forced to choose. You cannot. You cannot be forced to choose on, on things that do not keep the relationship healthy. Because eventually all your choices will be gone because you'll have none because you gave them all up and you didn't stay in there and just say, okay, I still need to be healthy and whole in the relationship, okay? Set the foundation and you will not have to feel like you have to choose, okay? Sometimes if you go to your, go to your mate and say to them, you're boring, well, no, nah, you're the one that's boring because if you're bored, then how did you get bored? Okay, because if you say to your mate you're boring, then you're boring too because what are you doing to stop the boredom? What are you doing that can say, okay, baby, let's go do this, let's go do that, let's go do that. Right now we can't do all those things. We can find things around the house to do. We can go for a drive. Like I tell my husband, come on, let's go for an ice cream date. We just go to McDonald's, get an ice cream, and come back home. We just went on a date. <laughs> I mean, we're talking. You know, we're, you know, riding a little bit. We'll ride. We'll turn some corners. You know, we did something. We didn't just get mad and say, oh, I'm bored. Okay, find something to do. And we know that this is, we're in a pandemic, but if you're in your car and you're just driving and you're staying safe and you have your hand sanitizer, you have your mask on, you're not really in the public, but you're, you're confined in your car. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to get out your car. You know, a lot of people, where well, we're not in a, uh, some people have beautiful lakefronts. Well, you can drive to the lakefront. Look at the water. Reminisce on remember this time. This is what, this is what we've been doing. We've been reminiscing on remember this time, remember that time, or doing some key planning for the future, or doing some things planning around growth and career. You know, having something to really do. Get out a game. You know, some people like to, you can play spades. You can play dominoes. You can play Monopoly. You know, you can play board games. It's all kind of things you can do. Cuddle up together. Have a good movie. But don't tell your mate you're born because nine times out of ten, you're just as born as they are. But you're expecting them to keep you from being bored, but you're not doing anything to help keep from being bored. You know, we do not have, you, when you say to someone, uh, we don't have fun anymore. Okay, so did you check yourself to see why we're not having fun anymore? Did you check to see if something wrong with your mate? 
Did you check to see if they're struggling with something? Did you check to see if they are depressed about something? Did you check in to see, is this something, baby, I can help you with? What's wrong? You're not yourself. Or are you there tearing them down? We don't have any fun anymore. No, it's, it's not we don't have fun. You're not doing anything to have fun. Okay, you're not doing anything to put this in a perspective. Let's go do this. I don't care if it's COVID. I was telling my husband, I feel like the walls are closing in on me with this COVID-19. He said, well, what is it you want to do, baby? I don't know what I want to do. He said, okay, we're going to get away. Remember I told you we just took a drive this weekend, and we went out of town. We drove up to Ohio, and we came back, but we weren't around people. And so that's what we did this weekend. We got, you know, we knew, he knew that I needed something more. So he just said, okay, get your butt in the car. We out of here. He knew, and, and as the more we were driving, I started to feel the stress come down. I got a chance to get away from everything so I could come back to everything refreshed. And here I am with you today, and that's the reason why I'm coaching on love. <laughs> because my love, um, my love is right there with me. You know, love, it was him, me, and love. It was three, the three. Love was right there to say, I got you. I got you. And guess what? It hit me, and I said, you know what? I haven't pre uh, prepared my podcast this week. And we were driving back home, and I was feeling okay, and I was feeling great. And I said, you know what? I love this man so much. I'm going to coach on love. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And so this is, this is what it takes, and it feels good when you do this. And where's the date night? Where's the dressing up for each other? Where's the cologne? Where are the special things that you know turn your partner on? Are you too removed from things now that you feel you have caught the prey? Do you feel like, okay, I caught him, I got him, I got her, I don't need to do no more work? That's a lie. You need to work even harder. If you want to keep your, your relationship fresh, you, you, gotta put, you have to put the work in, okay? You have to do the work. And so say, for instance, if you do say, okay, we hit a bump in the road, forgiveness is everything. If you're both willing to put in the, wrong, the work and find out where we went wrong, where we, you know, took the wrong turn, that's going to make it even better. That's going to make the relationship even better. So we went to, we went from our key thing of keeping each other from being bored about the relationship. But sometimes relationships can take a wrong turn, and sometimes we can get off the, 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 the path. We can get off where we're going or where we were going. We can, we can make a wrong turn. How were you both left feeling? And so sometimes if you keep letting the relationship go and go and go, sometimes people just need something to pick them up. And then sometimes there's a game changer that comes along, and it throws a monkey wrench into your relationship, okay? But is there room to find out, for you both to find out where we went wrong? Not, well, you did this, you did that. Well, okay, let the person tell you what you did, and then if they're not deflecting and they're being reflective, then it's time for you both to get in and do the work. But you, you can't do it if you're communicating through anger. You can't. Most of the time, your mate knows what's wrong, that something is wrong, okay? But if you're just sitting there letting it happen and things are really, really wrong, Okay, and then you said, well, you were wrong, you were wrong, but you never really help the person understand what's wrong unless they're just a control freak, okay? Then at some point, you are an enabler in it too. 
okay? And you have to take accountability for where the wrong term came between the two of you, okay? Unless you're in a relationship with someone that is emotionally not available, then you need to do what you need to. You need to get out of that. If they're not emotionally available for you or themselves, then the relationship can't be healthy and love can't stay, okay? So that's around making them take accountability and you taking accountability. Once you voice your concern and your mate knows what's wrong with you, is it a deal breaker? Uh, once your mate, once you know, once you know what's wrong with your mate, is it a deal breaker? Once your mate knows what's wrong with you, is it a deal breaker? Okay. If it's not that deep, then the the areas of communication need to stay open. They need to stay open in order for love to stay. You need to continue to work on communication and communicating with each other. If your mate loves you, they'll fight for you. If your mate does not, they won't. And you as a person must take the responsibility for your own happiness. Okay, so you know what you have to do because love is not going to stay, okay? It was you, him, or him, and you, and love. And because love wasn't treated right, love left. And so now you're dealing with each other in the most raw form that hurts, okay? And you have to ask yourself, am I willing to work through whatever it is? That's what you have to ask yourself. What am I willing to work through? The same thing that it took for those special date nights, the same thing that attracted the person in the first place is where you want to look at. But you can do it in a different way because it doesn't always stay the same. We can't do everything the same all the time. We have to put a little extra in it. And then sometimes we can sit back and reflect where we went wrong. We can look back where we were all so right. And then what we stopped doing to keep it that way? Or what changed? Was it something that changed your mate? Was it someone that changed your mate? Was it something you did to make your mate pull away from you? Go back and discover what it is. And if it's another someone, that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. And you must talk about it. Okay? And you cannot make someone else responsible for your happiness. Like I told you, you have to bring yourself to the table and be full circle. You have to bring yourself to the table and be full circle. I'm going to tell you about mine and my husband's uh, relationship. And and some of you are going to really, really be laughing about this. Um, Our relationship, when I I met my husband, um, it was at a time in my life where I really wanted to find myself. And I knew that I needed to find myself. And I kept asking myself, you know, you keep coming up and, and making all these wrong terms with, with these men. And maybe it might be better if you just gave yourself some time, make a deal with yourself. I'm not getting in a relationship with anyone until I find out what really makes me who I am. And what I want to discover this new me. There's a new me here. And I'm picking her up and I'm putting her back together. And I'm trying to find all her pieces of what in, what's going to encompass her. What's new? How have I evolved? What do I like today that I didn't like yesterday, okay? Or what what about me has changed, and how do I find me first? Okay, so when I met my husband, I was literally shooting pool. I love to shoot pool. We grew up shooting pool. We had a pool table in our basement as kids, and um, all my brothers shot pool, so, of course, I learned, too. 
And I'm a really good pool shooter. I'm real good. I have my own stick and everything. And I really know how to play eight ball, last pocket, whatever you want to call it. Um, I know how to play it, bank, whatever, okay? Um, I know about English, uh, how to make the cue, do what I wanted to do, all that good stuff. So I was, you know, kicking butts, taking name on the pool table. I, nobody knew who I was, and I loved it. And my husband walked in, and I happened to see him out the side of my eye, and he had on a white hat, and he loved to wear hats, and I love men in hats. And I said to myself, okay, here, come, here comes trouble. I mean, he had just walked in <laughs> in the door. And I said, okay, here comes trouble. And I never talked to anyone. I mean, I was keeping my promise to myself and I would just go out and shoot pool. And if someone talked to me, I would just leave. And people knew, okay, she's really good. Um, don't make her leave. We love watching this girl play pool. Don't make her leave. And so my uh, husband came in and he talked to me and I was running cause I didn't want to talk to any man. I wouldn't talk to any woman, but I didn't want to talk to any man my preference is men, you know. So I didn't want to talk to anybody. So I just said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'm not putting myself in that position. <laughs> I'm going to stick to what I said. And he was talking to me and standing by me, and he was standing in my space, and he was all on top of letting me know that I want to know who you are. So I was like, and he, kept, and he kept talking. So I just did what I would always do. I broke my stick down. I didn't say anything to anyone. I finished out the game, and I left. And so that was the beginning. So he, he, the next time I seen him, he did it again. And I ran from him again, okay? So the next time, it turned into a spark. And he said, I started breaking my stick down, and he said, where are you going? And I said, I'm leaving. And he said, well, I'm with you. And I said, no, you're not. I don't even know you. And he had this funny grin on his face. And I, and I had this, well, I rolled my eyes and I said, you know how women bat their eyes? Well, I'll see you later. And that really meant, I hope I see you again. That's what it meant. But I knew that I wasn't ready. <laughs> I knew I wasn't ready. Ask me how long this went on. This went on for a whole year. <laughs> we did this for a whole year. And I had made a point to myself that, I would take a year from trying to talk to anybody. I kept my promise, and he kept coming, and I kept coming to the point that it became a game. And he would see me, and I, we would go out looking for each other. We would stay in touch. And remember I told you, love has a life of its own, and you become the players in the game. And he was coming, and I was coming, and we were just the players in the game. And I would see him for 15 minutes, and then I would leave. I didn't have a drink with him. I didn't sit down with him. He would stand beside me, and if a man tried to get in my space, he would run him away. He would give him the worst look in the world, like he was about to beat him up. <laughs> and, they would, and they just knew, don't try to talk to that woman, because he's got his stakes <laughs> pointed towards her. So this went on for a year. And then finally one day, I just realized I was lonely. One day after a whole year, I realized I was just really lonely. And then after that, um, he said, you know, you really need to get to know me. And I'm one of the best people you ever really wanted to meet. And we were standing in the parking lot. And I said, really? I was going to my car. He followed me out. He said, really? I said, yes. And I mean, he said, I said, really? And he said, yes. And we had that look and we looked at each other. 
And I said, okay. And, and I became very vulnerable in that moment, and he was too. And we looked so pitiful standing there and him saying to me, I'm one of the best people you really ever wanted to meet. And I looked at him, and I was like a little girl, and I said, really? And when I said this, I was like saying, okay. It's uh, it, okay. And we went out to have, uh, we were going out to eat, <laughs> and we've been together ever since. And that was, that's been over 15 years ago. We've been together ever since. And love has never wavered. We're just as much in love today as we were yesterday. And yesterday, we didn't have two nickels to rub together. We didn't. And it, it, was, it, it was about building a bond. And so we weathered the storm. I mean, we went through hell and back to be together. We really did, and we fought for our relationship. And the last key point in saying this is that you have to keep people out of your relationship. I just had someone come to me and say, you know, I'm dealing with um, some serious issues. Um, we keep letting family come in and create problems in our relationship. And my husband said, well, you know what? You can't let your family mess up your family. <laughs> so I looked at him when he said it. Well, you can't let your family mess up your family. That's all there is to it. You got to take care of your family. And everybody is not going to be happy for you. And you got to understand that. And I thought about that, and I said, well, you just go right ahead. I don't even need to say anything. You just take this one on. And I didn't. I didn't say anything. But then later we had a conversation, and the conversation was about listening to people, letting people get in your relationship, letting people give you advice, and then you're saying, okay, I'm broken up with this person. We're not together anymore. And then two weeks later you're right back together again, and you feel so ashamed because you know what you said, that you weren't together and in anger, you talked about that person. Instead of talking to the person, you talked about the person that you're supposed to love. So you broke that person down. You put that person in a space and place where others can attack that person because you, you drew first blood by attacking that person. And so these people feel it's okay to continually attack and beat this person up mentally and emotionally because you did it first. So you don't go out and talk about your mate to people. And when you have a disagreement, you don't bring other people into the relationship. You got some people that get in or try to get in your relationship. And most of the people that are trying to tell you about a relationship in another person, you got to look at that person and say, has this person really, truly ever been successful at love? Have they ever been in a long-lasting, healthy relationship? Do they really know what love is? And if you ask that, nine times out of ten, they don't and they won't and they never will. Because if they did, they wouldn't be doing it and they would know better. You go to the older couple that's been together for 30 years, 40 years, and they're going to tell you, baby, it wasn't easy. This is what happened. Along the way, you're going to have to go back. And the man will tell you, never argue with a woman because you can't win. And most of the older men going to tell you that. And then the older women are going to talk to you differently. They're going to say to you, baby, you're going to have your ups and you're going to have your downs. Lord knows we had ours, but we got through it. And that's what they're going to say. And if the person just is no good for you, they're going to tell you, well, maybe you don't need to be with that person. That's the type of 
type of relate if you want relationship advice or you want to get advice from a health coach or something like that you can do that but the point is is that don't go putting people in your relationship that don't know the first thing about real love all they know is what they think that's all they really know all they know is coming from and most of them are coming from a place of hurt and bitterness most of the time they are they're coming from a place of hurt bitterness insecurity they're coming from that and they and they're taking innocent people and punishing them when they ask for advice because they're not happy and they don't want anybody else to be happy and that's something that you have to think about and so you can't allow people to give you advice about that's saying i want you to tell me how to run the 50 yard dash and how do you want it run it to rent to win and this person doesn't even know how to run so what are you asking them for they can't help you win the race Nobody can help. They cannot help you win that race. The only thing they can help you do is deter you from getting to the finish line with your mate. And that's the last thing that you want to have happen. And then that's saying, you know, when you go somewhere, you and your mate are fending these people off and fighting these people. And when you don't even have to. And then some people purposely, purposely, when they see someone is in love, they set out to, to sabotage. They set out to, to so uh, to, to sow discord between the two of you. They do that. They lay, they wait, they, they, they wait, they lay and wait like a praying wolf lurking around for prey. Because in order for me to feel good about who I am, I need to attack you. In order for me to get my rocks off about who I am, I need to make an example of you in front of everyone. But that's the most weakest person that's the most insecure person because I guarantee you when they go home, they're going home alone. Or I guarantee you when they go home and they have someone in the house, it's not real love. Because if they really knew what real love was about, they would never try to hurt another human being emotionally. They would never. So quit crying about what somebody did to you and somebody's family and just remove the situation. And you tell your mate, baby, I love you to death. Go on and do you. And when you come back, I'm going to be right here. And guess what? When they come back, make it all about you and him or you and her. That's all you need to do because mama's coming home or daddy's coming home. But you give them that chance to go see their family, be with their family, you know, be who they want to be. You know what I'm saying? Don't strip and take, you know, who they really are away from them. Give them a chance to be who they are. You know, because love is going to stay around as long as you treat love the way love's supposed to be treated. And love is going to step in and fight the battle for you. Love going to be like, oh, no, this is a good home for me. I'm not going to let these people mess this love up. I'm going to take, I'll take care of them. You let me handle them. Because guess what? They're never going to get a chance to meet me because they don't know how to treat me. And that's what love is going to say. And that's what love is going to do. You want love? then you treat people the way that, that you want to be treated, okay? You want love in your life, you treat people with love, sincerity, honesty, and then you treat someone that way, and they treat you the same way back. You got something that you can build on, but you can't build on something that you're tearing down. So you keep your love whole, healthy, and you keep it in a sacred place between the two of you. And you don't let anybody in there. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they say. 
as long as the two of you are not harming each other mentally, emotionally, or physically, no one's being used, no one's being taken advantage of, no one is being controlled, no one is, is being broken down, what the hell is wrong? Okay? And then you turn around and ask the person, when's the last time you've been in love? When's the last time you've ever been successful at love? How long did your longest relationship last? Okay, so then you can't tell me nothing. And most of the time, you don't even need to say anything. Just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. Boom, 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 boom. I'm out. I'm done. I'm good. And that's all you need to do. That's all. Those are some really great fundamentals that I gave you. And then I want to share this last scenario with you. <laughs> and it is so beautiful. It is a beautiful scenario. Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Um, I had, a, I had uh, someone real special in my life, and um, I, we talk all the time and say, well, you know, how's so-and-so doing? Um, they doing okay, you know? And uh, me and my husband were invited to a, a, a barbecue, and this person just came in. And when the person came in, the person we knew just lit up. I mean, lit the hell up. <laughs> and when they lit up, we were like, wow, I've never seen this person react this way before. Both of them are just gushing at each other. And if this person can make this person feel like this, this is a good thing. I even never even knew that this person could react like this. So we were all in the... You know, all of us were around. It was This has been a couple of years ago, and um, it was a, a barbecue. And uh, we, were all, we were out of town, and we were all having a good time. And, I mean, this, this person came in, and this person was the life of the party, single, you know, dedicated individual, dedicated to the community, dedicated to family. And um, I was like, wow, looked nice, smelled nice, you know. Like, hmm, you might have yourself something there. <laughs> so I said, you know, how's so-and-so doing? Oh, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. We talk all the time. And I said, well, how's that going? That person made it known that um, they're really interested in you. So how's that going? And um, um, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it was a, fa a family member. And then the, the, the guy said, you know what, and when I come over here and I come out in my ascot and my robe, he was telling the, the, the female that they met through, you're not going to be over here. You're not going to be here. So I'm going to tell you, just keep on going. And so this went on for two years. And um, I was like, this person really likes her. And so I said, um, well, what's going on with so-and-so? Oh, well, we talk all the time, but, you know, you know, we, we just probably had a standstill. I said, well, um, what's wrong? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I said, you know, I said, well, the two of you really have beautiful chemistry. What's going on? You're single. He's single. You've been single forever. He's been single forever, you know, but he made it known in the best way he knew how. And so I said, sometimes when a person really likes us, we're, we don't even know. So I said, okay. So we went up, there was a barbecue going on, and it was just me, my husband, and my family member. And I said, why don't you call so-and-so? I wanted to play Cupid. And I said, why don't you call so-and-so over? And um, she said, okay. And so, so he, I don't even know if he'll really come, but okay. 
And as soon as she called him, he said, I'm okay. I would love to come over. I would love to come over. So we were cooking. And when I knew he was coming, I went and lit the, some candles on the patio, candles in the kitchen area where we were going to eat, turned the lights down. And I even waxed the floor. <laughs> I sure did. I wanted the floor to be shining. I wanted the ambience to be there. I wanted everything to be good. And so the person came in, and we were out on the patio. My husband was barbecuing. He's a grill master, so he's barbecuing. They had me running back and forth. My legs were getting like rubber bands trying to get this together. I said, we're going to fix this today. Before I leave here, we're going to fix this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, he came in. He was so nice and, you know, personable, great personality, um, very humorous, you know, just great personality. And he came in, and then we, we moved inside for dinner, and, and the, 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 ambience, the, the ambience was all there. And we moved inside, and we were all talking. Everybody was feeling good, and we had food on the island, plenty of food that had been cooked on the island. And um, the person was like, wow, this is really nice. This is so nice. And um, I said, uh, we, went, we went down because she had bought a home. Huge home, beautiful home, okay? And um, I said, well, why don't you invite him over? Because this is a very special time. Um, and I knew in my mind, you know, when you invite someone over and you just buy your home and they're the first person that you invite, that's because they have some type of meaning for you. And I was hoping that he caught that, and he did. And he said, oh, my goodness, I'm so proud of you. And we shared a, they shared a beautiful moment together. One of the first moments, her first dinners in her new home was shared with him. And they got to talking. And me and my husband, we just tipped out so politely after they broke the ice. They just needed to break the ice. You can't be afraid of love. Um, sometimes you're getting over a deceased spouse you're getting over hurt. You you just have to you just have to keep going. That's my phone. I'm sorry. You got to keep on going. You just have to keep going. And so that's what happened. And so we went to bed. And then we were upstairs. And so I was going to I woke up and I was going to go downstairs and I said, "Well, let me before I go downstairs, let me see if she upstairs or downstairs." And next thing I know, they were still downstairs talking. It was two, three hours later. <laughs> they were still downstairs talking. They were really down there talking. And I was just so happy that my husband got to go to the bathroom. They were still down there talking. And we were like, whoa, this is really, really, really good. <laughs> so we were so excited. And we were just all happy and everything. And then guess what? We turned around and looked at each other and said, look at our love. Woohoo! look at this. And so I was rubbing my husband's back and just so happy that we created this beautiful moment. And so then the next morning, I went down the hall and I said, hey, how was your night? And she said, oh, man, it was awesome. And, and um, we're going to see each other again on the weekend and we're going to spend some time together. And I was like, you dumb dummy, you. I said, that's all you had to do in the first place. <laughs> so she said, well, I guess, you know, you just, I said, sometimes when you're in it, you just don't know. Sometimes you can, you've been, guys have been sewing something for so long. It was time for you guys to come to the table. You know, you're afraid, he's afraid. Why don't the two of you 
you know, just really ride with this because you keep talking to each other. You keep trying to be around each other, but you're just scared of each other. Stop being afraid. Quit being afraid to love. Take a chance on it. If you've been knowing this person for well over two years and y'all have been having dinners together around other people, stop being afraid to be alone together because you really like him and he really likes you. You got beautiful chemistry and just see where it goes. It can't hurt you. And so this is what happens. So with that being said, I'm just wanting to share, you know, some scenarios with you. And I just wanted to just do this with you all today because we had a beautiful weekend and I want you to have a beautiful week. So I want to ask you to, you know, you can listen to us every week. We'll be here every week with you every Monday. You'll, you'll I'll receive new episodes and you can access the Auspicious Wellness Podcast on our website, auspiciouswellness.com. Or you can Google us. We'll pop up all over Google, Auspicious Wellness. Um, as you know, um, we do have a CBD line in anti-aging. Pet, we have a pet line, a CBD pet line. Our, we have a human wellness line, our tinctures, gummies, and relief topicals. We have our spa line and our hair care line and CBD designed to promote healthy hair growth. And coming soon, this August, our weight management line. And on our website, you can purchase retail, or you can and you can go to the navigation bar and click on retail customers here. You can go to the navigation bar and you can click on Auspicious Wellness Podcast, and you can listen to all our episodes in their entirety. And if you want to purchase wholesale, because we are in distribution, it is ours. We are trademarked, and the line belongs to us. And if you want to be a host, if you are interested in wholesale, call us at eight three three. 287-7424. My extension is 700. If you want to work with me because I am a life coach and a health coach and you want coaching and you really want to pick up one some sessions with me, then call me at 833-287-7424, extension 700. And I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, talk about what's going on, and figure out if we can create a plan together to help you with some coaching. And with that being said, in closing, I want to give my audience a round of applause for being here and checking in with me today. I really, really do. And guess what? I want you to keep your cup full of inspiration this week. I want you to have a beautiful week. And I'm going to see you next week. And next week we'll have a guest on, and this one's going to be deep, so you've got to tune in on this one. I'm loving the session that's coming. And guess what? Love you, and I got to go. But guess what? I want you to have the best week. And guess what else? I want the best for you, and we out of here. <laughs>